The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Do you remember the episode of David and Goliath? Goliath is that giant pagan warrior who, for the space of 40 days, 40 days, struts up and down the no man's land between the armies of Israel and the enemy Philistines. And Goliath is bellowing taunts and curses, daring an Israelite to face him in hand-to-hand combat in a duel to the death. The Israelite army, to a man, is deathly afraid of this mammoth man, Goliath. And the very smell of their fear emboldens that defiant giant. But one Israelite is unmoved by fear, unperturbed. The shepherd boy, the young David, he prays words which he would later write down under divine inspiration as the spiritual poems which we call the Psalms. David prays and repeats the words found in the introits of today's Mass from Psalm 26. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? With humble prayer and courageous trust in God, David goes forth to meet his enemy. He strikes Goliath in the forehead with a small pebble from a sling. The giant bully is dead and God's people are liberated. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Centuries later, the first Pope, St. Peter, he must have felt like the shepherd David when faced with that colossal pagan giant which was the Roman Empire. Rome was the capital of violence and vice. But in the first century, St. Peter made many Christian converts there in the belly of the beast, arousing the ire of the Roman emperor and his judges. The apostle sees that a showdown is imminent. He must face the Roman Goliath in hand-to-hand combat. St. Peter must rally the Christian people in the face of the coming persecution. So, St. Peter writes the epistle, which we read here at Mass today. He says, Who is there who can harm you? Have no fear of their fear, and be not troubled. While inspiring the Christians to overcome their fear, the Apostle also describes a strategy. A strategy for this spiritual combat with the Roman Goliath. David did not carry sword, nor shield, nor armor into battle, as everyone else would have done. He carried simply his walking stick and his little pebbles for his sling. And these little weapons were scorned and ridiculed by Goliath. But these simple means 
were exactly what brought about the giant's demise. So against the Roman Goliath, the first pope admonishes the Christians not to be tricked into using his same weapons. Because you can never beat the devil at his own game. If the Christians would fight back against the Roman Goliath with political stratagems, with angry passion, or with any other weapon of this world, they would not succeed in striking through his pagan armor. You cannot beat the devil at his own game. Rather, St. Peter writes about spiritual arms, which, as unlikely as they would seem in the eyes of the world, are like the little pebbles, which will eventually succeed centuries later in bringing down the giant Roman Goliath and in converting Rome into a Christian brother. Here are those spiritual arms as described by St. Peter in today's epistle. And I hope you will take the time to reread that epistle and to think about what each one of these little pebbles means for your means to you and your spiritual life. Be like-minded in prayer. Be compassionate. Lovers of the brethren. Merciful. Sober. Humble. Keep your tongue from evil words and deceit. Do not render evil for evil, nor abuse for abuse, but rather bless these same people so that you might one day inherit blessing. End of quote. Like so many little pebbles, these spiritual arms eventually carried the day for those first Christians. The love of Christ and fraternal charity of neighbor, as described by the apostle, overcame all fear of suffering and persecution. The goodness of the Christian martyrs even converted many of their judges and executioners. Charity alone has the power to overcome fear. True love will subdue every obstacle and evil opposed to our spiritual well-being, just as David brought down Goliath. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? My friends, in our own day and age, we are fearful of the giant Goliaths, which are modern-day secularism and religious indifference amid so many others. Giants which never cease to trouble us with railings about political correctness, about free thinking, self-gratification, moral relativism, etc. And we ourselves have our own personal demons which we struggle with, those temptations which plague us each and every day. But today, let us follow David's example of fearlessness and prayerful courage. And let us implement the spiritual strategies of St. Peter for the early Christians of Rome. 
The Apostle starts today's epistle by saying, be like-minded in prayer. So, let us first of all be focused on the Holy Mass, making the Mass the highlight of our day and of our week. Observe the feast days of the saints. Learn about their lives. Pray to the saint of the day. Resolve to make a good spiritual habit at the start of each new month or of the new liturgical season. Remember what the saints tell us about the multitudes of angels present at every Mass. Multitudes of angels present, yes, even in this small chapel. These angels accompany us from the altar out into the places and the streets of this world, wherever we go. The Goliaths might appear big and bad, but they are always outnumbered by the armies of good angels of light. Heavenly armies only waiting for our prayers in order to surround us with their help. But if we don't pray, well then how can they help us? If we truly value the Mass and the liturgy, then we will readily show mercy to our neighbor, just as God here shows mercy to us. Remember that charity and mercy begin at home. It starts with how we treat our spouses, our families, and children. So each day, put yourself in the shoes of the people you live with. Put yourself in the shoes of the people you live with and see what improvements you must make in your own behavior for their sake and for the sake of the loving God who has entrusted these persons to you. To be compassionate with others implies by the very Latin words, which are the roots of the word compassion, that we suffer together with people around us. Compassion does not mean to end suffering. It means rather to suffer with, to take on the burden of the suffering of those people around us. We can listen to them. We can offer soothing words. We can encourage others by our presence, by helping hands, so that we share their burdens together with them. That is what compassion is all about. As St. Peter tells us, let's forgive those who hurt us, replying good words to those who hurl bad words against us. Do not render evil word for evil word, because if you try to fight the devil with his own weapons, remember he will beat you badly every time. So, have good words for others. And type only good words on your keyboard or on your phone. But in order to have good words to tell others, we must tune out the polluted culture of the world around us. Filter out bad media. Untie yourself from popular opinions on the internet. Listen to good, 
wholesome music, which has a healthy effect on you. Not rendering evil for evil means starting with good habits. Certainly, virtue is hard. Virtue is difficult for our human nature. But we can pray. We can pray for the grace we need to practice it. So ask God again and again to give you the virtue which you do not have. And after consistent daily prayer, that grace and virtue shall be given to you. And finally, let's remember that victory over Goliath is not about defeating someone, but rather it's about converting the heart of that person to Christ. Historically, the conversion of evildoers has come at the cost of the sufferings of the just. Jesus suffered and died, not because the Father could not protect him, no, but because Jesus' suffering was necessary as a sacrifice in order to make up for the disorder caused by the selfishness of sin. So we must also suffer in this world in order to be purified so that we can be worthy of eternal life in the next world. So let us not be surprised by suffering. How could we expect to obtain eternal happiness and peace in heaven by paying any less of a price? Let's not fear suffering but let's ask for the grace we need to accept it and to bear it with love and with patience so that we can be pleasing to God, so that we can obtain, by God's grace, the conversion of the souls around us. And then, after the spiritual combats with the Goliaths of this life, we shall rest forevermore in the peace and the joy of Christ, our infant King, Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.